you're listening to The Private Citizen. This is episode 50 for Wednesday, the 2nd of December, 2020. The year 2020 in review. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of The Private Citizen for this year. Yes, that's it. The big 5-0. Uh, final episode for the year. It's not the final episode. I'm going to be back next year. I'm just going to wrap it up for this year. And um, I think that's fitting. As always, I'm Fab coming to you from Dusseldorf. Uh, the lovely city of Dusseldorf on the Rhine in Germany. Where we have, I don't know, I have ambulances going by every few hours. Even though I live like in a cul-de-sac. I don't know what's going on. Either everybody's dying of the Rona. But I suspect they're just using this... Uh, it's cul-de-sac to just, you know, they get lost or something and they have to turn around. I don't know what is going on. Uh, we'll have to do some research into that. Uh, luckily, they're usually not using the sirens. So we'll probably be able to record a podcast in um, in peace here. Um, and uh, as, as always, come to you live, which means I'm, I'm recording this live to tape. If you're listening to the podcast, of course, but I'm also streaming this live on Twitch. And... Um, it is nice. It is nice to have people uh, be there and say, hello, I'm watching the show. Um, got reamed there today, an old old friend. Um, so so that's, a, that's a good thing um, that's, that's happening. So what are we going to talk about today? Obviously, um, so I like to do this with podcasts. This is, this is not the first podcast I'm doing. <laughs> and I like to do um, these year in review episodes. And... Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I've, I've I've been getting a hang of them um, the more more I do, and I think I've got a good good system for this. Um, so basically, I've organized all the episodes I've recorded this year um, of this of, of the podcast into topics, and I'm gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna go by the episodes. Talk. I'm gonna uh, review a little bit what I did and how that why I did it, you know, and, and how that changed the show. And with that, we'll get a picture of what the year was basically about when it comes to the private citizen. Um, but before I'm I'm doing that, um, there is, uh, you know, I, I just have to mention the upcoming hiatus um, of the show. And I have to mention this. I, I announced last time that I would be, do, be doing two more episodes for this year. I'm, I'm sorry, I have to uh, kind of rescind on that. Um, I'm going to do this episode and that's going to be it. Um, I had planned another, I had a topic lined up. I, I was researching it and I was going to put that out last week and the story kind of fell apart. So what I was researching, you know, that we have been talking on the show. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, but we've been talking about the election in the US and generally election fraud. And I was researching these lawsuits that like the Trump people were kind of bringing um, in the US, and um, I found very interesting affidavit uh, by this uh, by this one guy uh, called Russell James Ramsland, and it was very interesting. Uh, part of like a security company that does election systems, but I was looking into this, and the first thing I figured out: this guy is a failed uh, Republican candidate, I think, for Congress. Um, I was looking into the stuff and then I was, it, it seemed like, you know, it seemed reasonable. It seemed like stuff uh, you could do with election systems. And maybe I can talk a little bit about that uh, in a second. 
but basically there were all these inconsistencies uh, as a, I mean I immediately noticed like spelling and formatting errors in the document uh, but it basically turns out that um, so this is they're talking about uh, Michigan in this so this this was brought I think this case was brought in in Michigan and Georgia but um, so it, it turns out that that these they're using um, like one of the arguments is that there's like statistical impossibilities because basically too many people voted. Um, but it turns out that like the counties and townships they're quoting here are not in Michigan at all. Um, I think they're from Minnesota. I think that was just so basically this this, this whole story. Uh, while it generally makes makes sense if you like you know as I I've looked at. Um, way back in, I think episodes two. We're gonna gonna go, yeah. Episode two. We're gonna talk about that in a bit. But like, um, looked into, you know, talked a little bit about election, uh, electronic voting, and how how I think that's horrible, and why I think that's horrible, and what you can do. And this all seemed very plausible, but generally, um, it's all based on, um, on saying you can theoretically to do that with these systems. Uh, which which is okay, and then based on statistical information, that is all wrong because it's based on wrong numbers, and it so it it doesn't add up. So when I looked into this, I was researching this, I got deeper into this, I was like, oh god, now I have to look all this other stuff up, and then looked into all this stuff that uh, they were bringing in the lawsuits um, that you know these people, I don't know if they're Trump's legal team, there's been some. You know, they had this press conference and there's been all this brouhaha, who's on the legal team? Is Sidney Powell on the legal team? Is she not? I don't really care. But I looked into some of the, the stuff they were they had for these lawsuits and the, the paperwork. And it's just generally uh I don't think it's a story. I don't think it's uh, it's an issue. I um if you if you wanna ask my personal opinion, um I definitely think there were shady things going on. At, in this election, but I haven't seen any proof, and these people are not. This is not. This is not proof, so it's it's not a story. Um, I'm happy to do an, another episode at some point uh, about election systems and and vote, you know, security vulnerabilities and how that could be fraud, um, but not now because this is not a story. And you know, if you're interested in this, as always, uh, just tell me. Uh, I'll be going over the feedback details in in a, in a bit. As always, privatecitizen.press is the website. Show notes, everything's on there. Um, yeah, so the the story fell apart. Um, so I decided uh, it's not a story. Like I can't. It's not a story. And instead of I, I spent a lot of time on this, and so I really didn't have enough time. Uh, I have some other topics on docket, but like some of this is also like probably more than one episode, and I wanted. Didn't want to start it this year, so I basically ran out of time, and I decided, well, I'm just going to do episode 50 on Wednesday. Uh, it's your promised last Wednesday episode, and it's 50, and it's the end of the year, and it kind of fits. So uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, I, I had, I had to, I had to throw this story out. There's, there's just no, uh, no other. But that's what you do. It's painful, but you know, if you're if you're if you're consensus consensus journalist, uh, that that's what you do when you when you're doing something like this. You know, you figure out something's bullcrap. It's it's bullcrap. I don't think the underlying thing is bullcrap. Um, you know, the 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 
problems with voting systems and the voting systems they were using for the election. But, you know, I do think it's a done deal. I think uh, no matter um, if he actually got the most votes or not, I can't really say. Uh, I think Biden has been declared the president and he is going to be the president. Um, as I as I talked about in previous episodes, I think it's an issue in the US that the media kind of calls these things and that it's not down to election officials to do that. But that's a, that's a whole nother topic. So, um, um, yeah, that, that's it. That's it uh, f- for that story. Um, I, I will be, um, now taking the rest of December off after this episode to kind of recharge my batteries a little bit. Um, and, um, you know, overthink, think about the show a little bit, not overthink, but, you know, think about, Maybe I'm gonna overthink it. Who knows? <laughs> um, think about the show a little bit, and and where I think you know, based on what what we're gonna talk about today, the topics that I did talk about in the first year, where I think the show is going, what's important, what needs to change, uh, possibly change some things on the website because of that, and yeah, and then I'll, I'm gonna be back um, probably on Wednesday, the sixth of January it's very likely that's what i'm aiming for and uh, until then i'm just going to recharge a bit and you know relax a little bit and i hope you you too i hope you have a good holiday even though with everything that's that's going on right now i hope that is still something that um you know even if it's in a smaller smaller circle i hope you, you still have can have some relaxing times over the holidays whatever holidays you celebrate um and even if you don't hopefully you have you have a bit of a relaxing time which which is what i plan to do sorry just uh, <clears throat> lubricating my voice with some tea uh, because obviously it's it's really it's gotten like really it's, it's a bit warmer than than last week here now but it's like it's really wet and cold and it's like this uh, you go outside and you immediately feel like ah something something's attacking uh, i'm i'm you know, they always I always feel like a little bit like a cold. Although, you know, I have to say with all these, you know, if you can say one thing for these enhanced hygiene measures, even though I, you know, I don't like them to be enforced by laws, I would like them to be enforced by, you know, not enforced at all, you know, being based on people's own um, preferences. But, you know, I, you can say that it's, 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 it's cut down on everything. Like I haven't had a cold this year and I usually I get like two... Oh, sorry, hitting the microphone there. I was, uh, I was getting an itch here <laughs> in my elbow. I had to scratch immediately and I bumped into the microphone. Um, <laughs> that's probably too much information. But you know, you know those elbow elbow itches that you sometimes I, I get those. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, where was I? Yeah, so I'm being completely healthy. Normally, I get like at least two calls a year. Most of the time, probably three. But I'm like. Uh, got nothing this year. Although you know, I kind of, kind of do f- my my voice is there's something so, something's going on. So I'm just drinking a lot of tea. Um, a friend here uh, of the show chiming in by doing this live, obviously as I mentioned, um, on um, uh, Steve from uh, from Texas uh, chiming in. It's like twelve degrees and raining. Um. <laughs> so it's kind of like, hmm, 
it's basically yeah, it's a bit colder here. I don't know what what do we have actually right now. Let me just check live. It's four degrees now. It's actually not raining, but it's completely wet outside. So it's like it has rained or it's gonna it's gonna rain again. But anyway, let's it's enough talking about the weather. Why am I talking about the weather? Let's um let us let us uh with the housekeeping out of the way, let's let us get into the actual topic of the show here. So what I'm gonna do um for this one is let's look at all the episodes, all the forty nine episodes uh, I've I've done so far. Uh in the year 2020 uh, from a from a just a, an overview i can say that i'm i'm pretty happy with how the podcast uh, has has developed um i pretty much well i i have i've managed to release more episodes than you know i promised one a week and um we started in oh god what was the first episode let's have a look here started in the beginning of february and you know now having done uh 50 episodes, you can tell it's a bit more than one week. So that has worked. So the time when I couldn't release anything on an episode on Wednesday, Wednesday because, because of when I was on holiday or something, I've, I made up for that. So, so that's that's went according to plan. I'm kind of proud of that. And I'm only like delayed one episode where I said I'm going to do a Wednesday episode and I couldn't do it. And I think I delayed that for a day. So I'm pretty happy with that. You know, for a year, I think, I think that that worked kind of well. Um, and before I get into the topics here, I also want to express how thankful I am uh, for you guys uh, listening, guys and gals. Although when I say guys, I usually, you know, it's not gender specific. I mean, everybody um, that uh, that I kind of learned that in Australia, that was kind of thing when I was in high school in Australia, you just said guys and you meant everybody. Um, so I'm uh, I'm really thankful. So I estimate this is hard to tell with podcasts because, you know. You only have downloads. You can't count them as listens. Um, this usually you get much more downloads than you get listens. Um, you have, but then you have these days. You also have less downloads because some podcast platforms are just mirroring episodes and then or streaming them or whatever. Um, I estimate roughly two to three thousand listeners um, are listening to every episode on average of course it goes up and down um so this is kind of by my i, I kind of it's kind of bullshit voodoo number but it's, i you know i do have uh for 30 days i have visitor statistics um that they retain for 30 days on the website uh gdpr compliant um netlify is handling that for me and I have, of of course, I have these statistics on the server as well uh, of downloads of episodes and like access of the the actual files, and it kind of goes with the number of Patreon subscribers I have. Um, it's it's in the ballpark of what is generally accepted with them. Um, if you do something like this, how many of the people that are listening actually, you know, chip in, so to say, and contrib- contribute monetarily, and also from the feedback I'm getting. Uh, via email and such um it seems reasonable so i'm kind of i'm happy with that um but it's been uh, it's been kind of going steady for the last few months it's not really going up or down uh, so i um you know i'm i'm happy for every i'm i'm thankful for everybody who's listening uh also f- not only the listeners but also the producers sent me you know information feedback on what i'm doing on the show 
and who who support the show monetarily. Uh, I'm I'm very thankful for those people. I thank them every time, which I think is important. And uh, I I just wanted to say, um, please consider because you know it's kind of we're kind of kind of stuck at this number now, and I kind of feel like if you know anybody who you think would be interested, just consider you know telling them about the show or linking them to the show or maybe just an episode i mean i have a handy list here now in the show notes of this one uh this is obviously a kind of matter episode i'm just talking about the show but i i, I compiled a list of all the episodes uh ordered by topic and then within the topic uh, um i just had the word on my tongue and now it's gone um chronographically chronographically i think i was gonna say <laughs> um yeah so we have a handy it's a handy list of topics so if you think somebody's just interested in the topic you can also link them to that um that's why i have shown us like this i think they should speak for themselves there's a lot of information you get even without listening to the podcast itself so you know consider doing that uh it, it would make me happy and before we get into the actual episodes and what I've talked about this year, um, I just wanted to quickly recap for everybody what the idea of the show is, right? I mean, one of the reasons why I have why I, I try to have show notes and have lots of information in there is, um, and some people, I, I get this from the feedback, sometimes still get this wrong. Um, this show is obviously my opinion, Obviously, it's biased like everything is. I, I'm trying to, you know, stick to the facts as as, as much as they can be established, um, which is getting harder and harder every day. You know, with all the, the, the partisan divide that's not only in the US, it's everywhere now. And it's, um, you know, all the propaganda flying around, all the PR. It's like, uh, you know, there's, if you're actually uh, um, applying journalistic or you know scientific principles or something then then actual f it's really hard to tell what actual facts are so I'm, I'm not trying to deal in facts i'm trying to present you information and I'm, I'm trying to um as best as i can um provide you context and give you the ability to understand the information and as, as you know as, as best as i understand it and then i give you as best as I can, all, all the sources. And obviously, I prefer primary sources whenever possible. And that is for you to go and have a look for yourself. If you think like, you know, this sounds weird uh, or this sounds like Fab doesn't know what he's talking about or maybe you just want to know more, you can you can go and read for yourself. And that's kind of the idea. It's the unspoken subtitle of this show is kind of, you know, please think for yourself. Um, I'm trying to provide you with all the means to do that. And if I can do more, like if you're like, oh, maybe, you know, do you have some more information on this? Um, please. Um, I generally try to put it in the show notes. Um, but you can also contact me on that. There's obviously a link uh, if you want to contact me um, on, in the producer feedback section at the bottom and also on the very bottom of the page is contact link. And if you click on that, um, you go to fab.industries, which is my personal website. And there's a contact. I just, you know, I didn't want to duplicate this on another website. So it's all there. Um, you can even write me a letter if you want. It's a secure contact form for whistleblowers. There's a, um, a blog post linked. I wrote about that. And what you should know if you're using that and how to secure yourself. Um, 
there's all these all these methods. Uh, obviously, you can email me the PGP key on there. Um, and I I'm always happy if you know I I don't put everything I get into the show. Obviously, um, I can't even reply to everything. Um, but I, I'm I read every message I get, and I'm happy for everybody who, who who's writing me. So um, you know, I just wanted to reiterate that that's that's important to me. Um, part of this, you know, trying to give you the best information you can and trying to make journalism better, which I kind of is kind of my mission in life, um, as you know, as from a very humble outlook. But you know, I I, I think. Um, we can improve the world and, you know, our lives and everybody's lives, um, not on a large scale generally as a single person, but we can we can do our job and we can try to do our job as best as we can. And I'm trying to do it better than many of my colleagues who I don't think do it very well. Um, so, and that's kind of kind of my mission. And part of that is just, you know, being in contact with people and listening to them and listening to what they think so that's why it's very important to me it keep it keeps me grounded and it keeps it makes the show better um and yes if you just needlessly you know shout at me or um i don't know uh, insult me I, i'm just gonna ignore that uh but you know if it's constructive criticism even if it's mean i can stand that uh, as long as there's some it has merit as long as it has merit and it's uh, you know it helps it helps sometimes it just helps um putting things into perspective so please uh, contact me anyway let's let's see what we what i did what i did this year uh, what i talked about so the first point uh, of order i have um category i've i've uh, i've used for this episode is episodes is discrete episodes and these are a number of episodes i did that just stand alone and these are usually episodes on a certain topic and they kind of encapsulate that topic and you can kind of listen to them on their own like even if you uh came to this podcast a bit later and you've missed some of these you can just like download one of them and just listen to that i mean okay there's some um, stuff in the beginning where I probably refer to our previous episodes and some, maybe there's some some breaking news probably to do with coronavirus uh, <laughs> as, as it goes this year uh, but generally the main topic and you know put chapters in, in, in the episodes as well if your podcatcher um, supports that feature you can just jump to the topic and just listen to that and as that kind of started with the first episode, uh, which I called The End of Privacy as we know it. This was about Clearview AI. Uh, this was uh, in February. This was nicer times. This was when, you know, coronavirus wasn't a topic. And it's about this guy, Juan Tontat, who created this company called Clearview AI. Um, and then uh, on episode four, I did an episode on TLS and privacy because in the beginning, my website... The private citizen website was not served over TLS, and I got some angry letters about that. And I explained some things that I think are common misunderstandings and why I don't think every website needs to be HTTPS. I mean, as I said on that show, uh, I plan to switch this website to HTTPS, and I did. Um, you know, few episodes, you know, basically, few by a few episodes later, I've done that, but I still wanted to clear up. Um, you know basically what 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 
TLS is is for, and you know TLDR, uh, it's it's mostly a security feature. Um, I mean, yes, there are privacy implications, but it's it's also not. Um, it's not not as much of a silver bullet as people are saying. I mean, it's 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 useful that most of the web traffic is now encrypted because it makes the job harder for people like the NSA. Um, but yeah, no, but I, I go into into that in the episode. I still think that's a very, very handy episode. Um, then episode 14, uh, the Intelligence Coup of the Century, was actually one of my favorite episodes I did. Uh, this is about, uh, so a, um, a producer said, you need to look at this Crypto AG story, uh, which I hadn't looked at in detail, I think, until they suggested that. And then I did an episode about it. This is about uh, U- U.S. intelligence and German intelligence services buying a Swiss company, basically taking it over without anybody knowing. And then for decades, so this company was producing uh, encryption machines for embassies, you know, for state secrets. And they took over the company without anybody knowing. And, you know, they could read uh, for decades. They could read a lot of the communication of uh, enemy foreign powers uh, through basically backdooring, like making this in- encryption appear working, but in reality, it was easy, easily crackable. And it's a fascinating story. The, the whole thing is, is really good. I like that episode. Then episode 22, uh, Stand Together, Not Divided. This was when the George Floyd thing was, was happening, and I did an episode that had really nothing to do with privacy uh, and was um, was about uh, xenophobia and what what I think and what I think about uh, racism, especially in the US, uh, my problems with the term racism. And as the title kind of embodies um, how I feel that we need to uh, get away from divisions like this, you know, um, focusing on these issues you know, it's good because it's important because there people are being hurt and people are dying. But by focusing on them in the way that we or a lot of people currently do, you're just creating more problems, especially in the US, you know, where everything's about race, where race really is a, you know, I go into that in the episode as well as a pet peeve of mine. So if you use the term racism, just to recap quickly, Basically, what you're doing is racism is a theory, is a pseudo pseudo scientific theory that is just not true. There is no races uh, with human beings. It's basically it's not a theory the Nazis came up with, but you know Hitler and the Nazis massively pushed this. I think some Amer- American scientists came up with this, but they massively pushed this in the, in the 30s and 40s, uh, obviously, and. Um, Basically, if you use that term, you assume that there is a there's race, and there really, it really is no such thing as race. Um, even like with dogs, it's, it's it's not a biologically definable thing. You know, you can define species, but you cannot define race. And it's it's very you know, it's like oh yeah, skin color, but then it's like yeah, is it you know shape of the eyes, shape of the 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 sky like it it just all blends and there's no, there's no scientific limits for any of this and um I think that 
concentrating on that is generally harmful for society. We need to figure out what the problems are and how people are, are being mistreated and how, you know, xenophobia is what I like to call it generally. Um, you know, uh, fear of otherness. Although the fear part is a bit, because sometimes just hate of otherness. It's just focusing on otherness. That's, that's the problem. Um, that's a, and, and that's what I said. And in, in, a, in the face of these issues, um, we as people are aware of this. This was my, call to action in this episode need to stand together right we need to we are smart intelligent people and we don't care if the person next to us has different hair than us different skin color different eye color different eye different shape of any part of their body that doesn't matter we're all human beings and we need to understand that we need to f fight together as human beings right and if there's police brutality against black people in the US. I feel the call should not be um, why are black people being murdered in the streets as it was written in, in many, many a publication. The call should be why are humans being murdered? It doesn't matter if they're black people. They, you know, they are people. Yes, you are at higher risk of course, and you know all these these issues. Yes, I'm I'm not denying any of that. I'm just saying, let's get rid of these divisions. The scandal is not that that a person being murdered looks a certain. It's a person. That's that's a problem. Anyway, that was that episode. I think still think that's very important. Um, you know, some of these episodes I did to refer back to them, um, and this is definitely one of these. Um, then I do, I call it, you know, I put them as interviews here in the list. They're not really interviews. I do, I did episodes with co-hosts once in a while and I want to continue to do this. And one of them was uh, episode 28, which is also like this episode. So, so far this stands alone, but I think it will be a topic going, going further, uh, going forwards. Uh, journalism in crisis, where I talked to Mike Mullen Jensen, uh, about journalism and how, what I think the problems is, uh, you know, problems are with modern journalism and you know i just wanted somebody to bounce ideas off and mike is just you know a very uh, observant reader and, uh, and a, a good thinker i think and uh, so I, th I thought this was a good episode it's the first episode i had him on and i really liked it and speaking of episodes that you know i have to i'm mostly there well one of the big reasons they're there is to refer back to them and this is another one episode 34 socialism primer apropos of nothing uh this episode just i provide some historical context to somebody who's went to university studied historical science and sees that people my age or younger generally don't understand what socialism means so i explained what socialism is and what communism is and what the problem is and why we maybe do not want socialism, especially with the experience of, you know, me being German and we having had a socialist uh, republic. Well, it kind of was, it was a Republican, but, you know, I put that in the air quotes with my hands, but it, yeah, it was a republic. Uh, but, you know, it, it was a dictatorship, um, a dictatorship that was so afraid that because people, people were living in horrible living conditions and realized that, uh, so they put up a wall and then the people realized on the other side of the wall, they're also Germans and they don't live in these horrible conditions. So maybe this capitalism thing is a, it's not as bad as people are telling us. And then they actually shot people who tried to get over the border. Um, this is how 
um, how horrible the state was. And it was explicitly that horrible in the name of socialism and, you know, communism and Marxism. But, you know, if you talk about socialism, you talk about necessarily to get there, and I go into this in this episode, about the dictatorship of the proletariat. So you're talking about wanting to establish a dictatorship, and this is something I want to point out, um, because I'm fed off uh, people. You know, you can criticize capitalism. There's no, I have no issues with that. But if you say, we really should have socialism, then either you don't understand what, what that means, because it is not social democracy, and I go into that. Um, or, or you're just a person I uh, I need to fight uh, tooth and nail because you want to get rid of uh, free elections. <laughs> so I think this episode is really handy. Like anybody who like is maybe not clear on this term, listen to this episode. It's a bit preachy because <laughs> I'm talking about history, but I, I think it's helpful. It's got a lot of links as well. Um, in the oh no, actually that one isn't the one with the links, is it? Yes, I think yeah that this one uh, doesn't have links because I was working. I remember I was uh, yes, I was working off um, old textbooks. So actually these show notes are handwritten mostly, so there's no links. So I was I was compiling this uh, based on uh, textbooks I still had from university uh, because a lot of the stuff actually I remember now a lot of the stuff I found on the internet. Um, I didn't agree with, like, basically the whole Wikipedia article about socialism is bullshit. It's completely slanted. It's like, it does, it's like from a left wing perspective that is just like not true. It It is just not correct. It's, it's his, I mean, there's, there's historical signs and there's an established consensus, and this is not it. Um, but maybe it's, it has changed since then, you know, who knows, with Wikipedia. Um, Episode 36, a bit later, uh, The Importance of Whistleblowers. I did about this Danish intelligence scandal that happened, and I explained about that, and then I can't pronounce the first Wozner, Frostner, Frostner, Wozner, Wozner, or whatever the intelligence service is called, because I can't pronounce Danish. Um, and I, you know, as you can tell from the title, I kind of wrapped around that story of why whistleblowers are important, because this only came out because of whistleblowers, and, you know, how I, as a journalist, think whistleblowers are important and stuff like that um, then i did episode 43 uh recently about the cyberbunker case uh, because i was in trier at the cyberbunker when they when they opened the proceedings that are still going on by the way um and that's just important about you know it's important if the case is interesting but then also like what does that mean uh for germany uh for for laws in germany about hosting companies and about you maybe wanting to use some services that, you know, don't track you and, you know, people might consider this on Darknet and, you know, all these kind of implications. I thought it's also a very interesting episode. Like, it's 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 interesting from that perspective, but also if you're into, like, true crime, this is, like, the true crime episode uh, because, you know, this is true crime and it's, an, it's a fascinating case, uh, including Irish mobsters and shit like that. Um, and then uh, last episode in this kind of dis- discrete episode list or well, yeah, section uh, would be uh, fighting hate speech versus fighting free speech. This is about crackdowns that happened in Germany recently or that happened every year now, but it's basically about tightening of laws, not only in Germany, but also in the US and the UK, uh, pretty much everywhere in the world, I think, um, about um, 
free speech, you know, uh, basically uh, laws that propose to fight hate speech, but because hate, hate speech is very badly defined these days, it doesn't confirm to the definition it used to be. And that was a very, you know, it's a very clear definition in Germany, gen historically speaking, but now it's it's all different. And basically, I explain why these laws are dangerous and they can, can you know, it, it, you can look at them and you can you can see where they might be used uh, to suppress dissent and free speech in the future, which is bad. Um, yeah, somebody who does a podcast about things that are sometimes not popular. Um, this is a topic that's close to my heart. Um, right, and so these topics are kind of um, organized by. I mean, the first one I just wanted to list all this single episodes but there's also they're kind of um organized by when the first episode in that you know that that's chronologically ordered as well so elections and election fraud was another topic um i, I covered on the show or like the first conglomerate of, of episodes and we started with that in episode two uh electronic voting is a threat to democracy where i just go into why i think electronic voting is bad something as an IT security journalist, it's been close to my heart for years. And I explained there, so this was, oh God, this was in February, I think. So while I kind of explain, uh, looking at the presidential election of the in November, uh, why I don't understand why the US uses, uses these systems. And then I didn't talk about the election until shortly before the election episode 45 quid pro quo and another episode with mike um where we, you know we have a look at the election and how we think uh or you know we have we have a long discussion uh mike's obviously from another uh, political spectrum than me he's like more on the on the other side i'm, I'm more you know right-wing leaning conservative and he's, he's more more progressive um left although i you know we, we talk about these categories as well and how we don't think they really apply but you know just to give you a general idea and yeah so we have this discussion and then episode 48 trump biden and the role of the media we had another discussion after the election which is also very interesting which is is long i think that's the longest episode uh, i've ever recorded of this uh, podcast that's like i don't know almost four hours long um, but I think a, a very good discussion. Um, so elections, obviously, something um, that that is important to me. And you can kind of see, yes, private. First episode was a privacy topic, but you know, second episode immediately. Then uh, I talked about elections. So kind of from the beginning, I kind of figured out, yeah, it's, I launched this as a privacy podcast, but it's also I very quickly recognized that it's also a politics you know, politics podcast, because privacy is politics, everything's politics, and that's just important, important things that we need to talk about, and, you know, uh, the politicians, they decide everything, they decide all these uh, privacy laws, and how they're handled, and uh, all of this, so, uh, you know, without free elections that are not manipulated, we're kind of, we're kind of screwed anyway, um, so that's, you know, that's why I started talking about other topics as well. Um, and then, so the, the next big top, and this is a big one. This is probably the second biggest, um, topic block on the show is surveillance capitalism. As, uh, I, I labeled it that, um, but it's generally 
you know they are the the meat and bones of a privacy podcast these days these days it's about silicon valley companies um apps and all the you know privacy problems we're facing in modern life the first episode uh, private sector surveillance bleeding into government was basically uh, how this episode three um how when the because the the u.s uh, law enforcement agencies and other government agencies can't use cell tower data to triangulate and track people without a you know judge uh with a warrant and uh, they're now going to private sector companies uh who have this data um you acquired you know google a lot of companies have this data it's been sold uh, resold and as these companies who acquired who can basically um triangulate you as well as a cell tower triangulation maybe even better uh just by the data your apps have about you you know your gps data and all, all this kind of stuff uh, and then that that i thought it's a very interesting topic and it's, it's it's something that's that's becoming more and more important um then we have episode five this was a very timely episode just this is in news uh, Google is moving UK user data to the US. Um, that was a specific decision. I go into that. Uh, episode six, a virtual dragnet nightmare. This is more about this, uh, how this app data is being used and how it was used in specific cases in the US and how, and how some guy actually got uh, almost almost got convicted. Um, you know, if you wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have gotten wise to what was going on and had a good lawyer uh basically he was riding his bike uh there was a house uh, there was i think a house was robbed somebody something and um the police was just doing they're doing these dragnet things now where like who was in and they get a warrant and then they get like this data which is also from private companies again like who was using strava at that time or you know who was riding his bike around and then they noticed like this guy was always riding around at the same time and they just thought well he he was you know checking out the house and then he robbed it later and they actually arrested him and it just turned out it was it was an accident but like had his um like hadn't he gotten a clue and his lawyer gotten smart about this kind of stuff uh then he would have been uh probably would have been convicted based on this and there were people convicted based on this and there are currently people in jail in the u.s based on this and probably uh are in jail unjustified and you could imagine like this is going to be used in in murder trials and whatever so this is a very very uh worrying development you know that is heading from the us to to europe i feel um as well uh the opt-out illusion this was uh episode nine where i talked about an article by uh, i think it's some journalist and she wrote about how this whole opt-out thing we have especially since the gdpr and now it's all over the world you know it's just an illusion because it's everything's on by default and we know that nobody opts out or like you know yes you as listener to this listeners to this podcast or even producers, you might opt out and I might opt out, but that's not the point. You know, like ninety nine percent of people don't opt out of shit, and so everybody's tracked. And it's pretty much about that. Then uh, episode thirteen, one ring, one ring to rule them all, was about the ring cameras. It's also a very interesting topic that I'm, I need to revisit at some point. Um, how they're 
basically the police in the US is building these surveillance networks uh, based on private companies and on their door cam. You know, and, and I was talking about my neighbor, um, friends of mine who were like, Oh, we, we got a, a, a ring camera, but you know, we don't care. There's no privacy implications. Uh, they just look across the road, right? Um, then we can't see us, which is true. But if everybody gets a camera like this, you know, it's, it, it basically, it looks across the road and then sees your house. So, uh, and these networks are being built. There's stuff where, you know, they are basically, um, subsidizing these, uh, local, uh, you know, counties and, and, and cities are subsidizing people buying these things. And this kind of, you know, they, they want the surveillance network and it's being built. And it's like the worst cyberpunk nightmare. It's like from a, from, from a cyberpunk novel directly. It's like, you know, the evil corporations are doing it. Uh, and it's definitely, it's, it's, it's definitely what's happening right now. So that is a great episode. Um, episode 13 one ring to rule them all is definitely one uh, worth listening to uh, also go in, yeah, I also go into a bit how the company got started which is also interesting uh, then episode 18 kind of uh, yeah similar episode uh, Xiaomi brazenly collects user data on their phones but it's just about phones and what are uh, you know smartphones and what Xiaomi, uh, the Chinese company, does, um, and you know, a story that came out, and then episode twenty, which is, I think, if my stats are correct, it's is one of my most uh, listened to episode. One one people found definitely very interesting. So twenty, the happy plumbers who know everything about you. This is about Plaid Networks, uh, this company that behind behind the scenes, you know interfaces between your bank uh, and and uh, the apps and you know whenever you 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 pay money or you authorize your bank account and basically well in the US mostly but basically uh, what they do is like screen scraping and they get access to they have complete access to your bank account they know all these all these things about you and it's fascinating it's something very few people know about so that's a handy episode that's uh, an episode to, to share with people and tell them about look this is probably going on and you probably gave them your banking details, uh, which is not a good thing. And then episode 39, uh, Bits and Bobs, uh, just several several stories. And, you know, I think one or two of them were, were surveillance uh, capitalism related. And that's, that's that topic done. And then, yeah, then the next topic, the biggest topic this year, obviously, is the last COVID-2 pandemic. Uh, this took over the show. Right, so I'm starting like a privacy show. Uh, so I had, had done another podcast for a little bit and I was like, nah, this is not really what I want to do. Uh, so let's really, I think, you know, I, I was becoming convinced that like privacy is the new battleground. It was like last year, I was thinking a lot about that. And then I start this show and then this pandemic happens. And so this first episode, uh, Personal Liberties and the Coronavirus Scare, this is episode seven. Uh, was in March, 18th of March. So this was in the very beginning. Um, so I start this privacy podcast and it's like perfect storm. And then this this huge, uh, what people are calling a natural disaster now, uh, huge hand of God moment happens. And it, it's, it right away started massively endangering our privacy. And I, I saw this right away. Uh, and I'm like, I need to get this. It's, it's, it's good that I'm doing a privacy podcast now. And I did many episodes on that. I mean, um, 
so many that people actually oh i can't listen to those and i kind of started flagging them and i kind of started like interspersing uh you know more conventional episodes and coronavirus related episodes so that people who you know at the beginning many you know lockdown started many people very depressed and uh, didn't want to want to hear about this on podcast they kind of wanted to listen to other topics so i kind of spaced it out so that people could skip the coronavirus episodes if they wanted to um yeah so we have episode seven personal liberties in the coronavirus scare episode eight coronavirus curfew episode 10 um this was my first interview uh, with a colleague of mine alexander spier still think it's great it's probably if you listen to it now it's like it's very early on. Uh, there's probably some assumptions that I had that came true, some assumptions that he had that, you know, or, or predictions that came true. We are basically talking about this flatten the curve thing and uh, does it work and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, episode 12, zooming in on Zoom. Uh, Zoom became became very important. Uh, suddenly, it was suddenly the most used. Everybody started, of course, lockdowns. Everybody started doing... Um, working from home and doing online meetings. And for some reason, everybody started using Zoom, which I had barely heard of before. And I've still, to this point, have never used um, personally uh, or, or professionally. I've, I've, you know, poked around uh, with test accounts and, uh, you know, trying to find security vulnerabilities and finding them and stuff like that and doing research. But I've never used it and I've, I've tried to, not do that ever since um, so far i've been succeeding but you know it became very important so that's an episode about security vulnerabilities in zoom why i think that the company you know every company has security vulnerabilities especially if they get big suddenly uh but i was talking about uh and explaining why i think um their specific vulnerabilities and their handling of it um shows that there's a more general problem within the company and it's just not security vulnerabilities it is a symptom of of bigger problems sorry I need to have a quick drink here I'm, I'm talking a lot and I'm, i feel like i'm talking fast today because i have a lot of stuff to get through um so yeah i thought that was um that was a very important uh episode uh, probably still worth going back to just listening for historical reasons now um, episode 15 this is very important uh, how contract tra contact tracing works in this episode I explained the Google uh, and Apple API and I think most of this is still uh, this still stands that most of that must be correct I think uh, there, are, there may be one or two things that have changed since then but not really a lot I think Um so if you peop if you know people are worried about these uh, contact tracing apps and um, especially you know the ones based on the Google Apple API which is most of them now, um, you know listen to this episode. Send them to this episode. I explain everything in there. I had people later writing in asking me things that were explained in this episode. So that's an that's one of the episodes that's worth definitely uh, worth going back to. Um, episode 16 is also very interesting. This is another interview how uh, dealing with hyperobjects. Uh, this was interview with uh, Jürgen Goiter, also known as Tante. It's a very interesting, uh, very philosophical discussion. Episode 17, surfing the second wave. Episode 19, fighting the new normal. 
where I can explain why the term new normal is crap and why we need to uh, resist. So 21, the SAP contract tracing app uh, and other madness. That's how I explained it. That I explained that how the German app works. Uh, then episode 23, the German contact tracing app examined. I look into the very details how it works. This is also a very interesting episode. Uh, even if you're not in Germany, most of these apps work exactly the same way. And uh, if you have questions or you know people who have questions about these, this is also an episode uh, worth listening to. Um, episode 25 about the launch of the German contact tracing app. Uh, 27, I talked about, yeah, oh, this was like, yeah, episode 27 is concluding the coronavirus coverage. This was like, this was in the summer. We're done. I'm done with coronavirus. There's nothing new now. We've talked about everything. I'm, I'm going to try to focus on other topics. Um, oh, I, just, I think I hit something there. Was this my mic boom was squeaking? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so that was episode 27. Obviously, it uh, didn't work. I didn't conclude anything. Episode 39, we were back to uh, do contract tracing apps work because I wanted to examine now that these apps have been out for a few months, do they actually work? And then we're coming into 37, unsecured restaurant contact tracing lists where they started you know, writing everybody's names down in restaurants and the software obviously was broken. Um, 38, immunity passports. Something, again, I explain what those are, what the idea behind them is, why I think they're dangerous. And this is very topical because that's something that's huge now, you know, as I expected, as I called in that episode, you know, once the vaccine stuff becomes viable, this is the next step. Episode 41, the great privacy reset. I talk about this great reset idea, where it came from, why I think it's dangerous especially for people who are who like their privacy because that's one of the things we're definitely resetting because privacy is not a good thing um, for big companies. Um, episode 44 with the first link, The Chain is Forged. This is about the uh, new developments in Germany and then episode 47, the German total lockdown law. This is obviously everything changing uh, with like these mandates from just... Uh, you know, declarations and, and, and policy uh, actually being written into law, and with and I explain the law, I explain what the problems are and uh, where we are going now because now it's in the law. Now there can be constitutional challenges, and I've I've given up on the idea that we'll get rid of this topic because this is big. I mean, this will go on. There will be constitutional challenges. This 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 will never go away because the virus will never go away. Um, this, I believe firmly with everything I've seen now that, um, it's a, it's, it's a respiratory virus. We've never been able to get rid of these, um, you know, with, with, it doesn't matter what kind of therapeutics we have. It doesn't matter what kind of, you know, vaccines we have. It doesn't matter what kind of lockdowns we do. Th this thing will be around forever. And the question is just how bad and the more important question is it's not it doesn't seem to be really important what actually, what's actually happening the, the, the problem that i've seen this year throughout this whole thing is that the operative uh, question is how how are people um perceiving what is happening because that's what drives politicians and that's what drives the laws and that's what drives the rules and everything and 
that is the actually interesting question. And you know that, that that'll be with us for a long time. I don't think this topic is is is, is close to going away at all. Um, it, it will be with us for a long time. These laws will be with us for a long time. So you know this this podcast has like I don't know this is like what eighteen episodes that are main. I mean, all, there are many other episodes where I talk about things that are current that have changed, but like these are eighteen episodes of fifty on this topic specifically uh, because it's just a huge privacy topic and it's just like topic of our times and it it, it will stay but um, let's 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 try to move on from that once in a while we'll have to move on um, and there's obviously smaller topics one of them is off the grid uh, I started with episode 11 of the grid where I can explain what I mean by that how my definition is different from other people's definition. Um, and call on people to uh, give me ideas and, you know, maybe episodes we can do in the future. It didn't come as much out of that as I wished it had. Um, so I, I'm kind of still hoping on that. Like one of, uh, one of you know, ideas from listeners... I mean, in the Bits and Bobs episode, I also talk a bit about, um, that's what, what episode's that? Uh, that was uh, 39. I think I talk about um, Overcast and, and that, that, that'll be, that, that being a bit of an off-the-grid off kind of idea and uh, what people can do to prevent like this, the spying by apps and, you know, what, what other apps they can use and, um, but another another episode where I specifically uh, you know talk about uh, specific apps is episode twenty four. Uh, take care what you upload. I think this is about this is about Strava and let me just have a look and you know um, other fitness trackers like the Polar app and stuff like that. Um, and just generally going into you know I. I that's that's another point. Like this, this is a privacy uh, or generally a podcast from from the uh, perspective, not of a, a zealot or a fundamentalist. Um, I, I want to give the, the normal user perspective, kind of you know, like Jerry Purnell always did um, in his columns, like that kind of idea. I'm I'm just a user like you, and I'm not going. Ah, don't use any of these apps. You know, I use Strava. It's it's a very helpful tool. Um, it helped me this year. I've lost over twelve kilograms um, in weight. Um, I've I've become a lot fitter than I was. I, I'm I'm now um, more. I run longer and I'm I'm more fitter than I was ever in my life, including when I was about sixteen or fourteen and playing football every day. Um, and um, so these these apps can be really useful. And I don't like these fundamentalists. There's a lot of like privacy podcasts and pu publica publications out there or news sites which just like, yeah, no, no, nothing of this. And I, I feel like that's just another perspective that is good for normal users because, you know, you want to use some of that stuff. Um, yeah, some apps you don't want to use at all. That's good. But like the harder thing i feel for a journalist to explore is like how can we st still use some of this how do you use it like how do you use this um 
we're thinking like you know with the brain thinking about it consciously and so that's kind of you know it's kind of you know take care what you upload it's not don't upload at all um just 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 take care and uh then we had we had another story the the wirecard story uh kind of got pulled in that because the first ep- in episode 26 when a bank bank starts gaslighting people this was about their treatment of a whistleblower which i found the interesting aspect of the story but then the actual wirecard aspects are very also very interesting and then i followed up in uh, episode 31 what exactly happened at wirecard where i explore this a bit more um and i might actually i had an episode planned at some point where i was going to go back and um talk about more about Wirecard and uh, what what the investigation in Germany has found out since then. But it's kind of like I got kind of swept under the rug by all the other stuff, all the coronavirus stuff and more important things going on. But I might go back to that at some point. Um, then I did a number of episodes where it's basically I analyze laws, basic privacy legislation analysis, I called it. Uh, episode 29, Privacy is a Right, Not a Privilege. Uh, is about um, also coronavirus stuff and just uh, but more generally that idea the approach um, that there are a lot of politicians in a lot of countries these days who kind of act like um, they kind of act like privacy is a privilege and that's just not my approach that's not my idea I think it's a right you know, I don't. I don't feel historically like the idea of human rights and the term, and there has some problems. But you know, that kind of encapsulates it. Um, I think you know, it's a civil right. It's something as a citizen of a democracy and a free country uh, that believes in 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 due process and believes in the rule of law. Privacy is something that is very important, and as Germans historically, we know why. And, you know, that's just a thing that I thought was it's worth exploring, uh, especially in when considering current laws and current directions uh, of where politics are going. Uh, then more specifically, episode 33, Privacy Shield. It's no more. This was when Privacy Shield, uh, the Max Schrems lawsuit, uh, destroyed Privacy Shield. Um, I go into what that means, into the implications. Episode 40, live from Düsseldorf. I just moved here to Düsseldorf. Uh, episode 1 till 39 were recorded in Hamburg uh, in my studio there and then moved, moved to Düsseldorf. And there's also some... Uh, uh, let me see what, what law... Let's click on that. Um, what law specifically... Um, oh, uh, by the way, uh, episode 40 was the first one I live streamed. I just see that as well. Um, yeah, it's kind of like about uh, talk about GDPR le- legislation and you know how how that affected GDPR affected countries outside the US uh, outside the EU, what is happening there um, and what's happening in the US and I I, I went into that and um, that's a that's a developing story that you know will be interesting will especially be interesting. Uh, looking at the U.S., what happens with Biden, um, who I think um, is more friendly with the tech companies than Trump is a lot more friendly. And I think he's 
therefore more on their side and less on the privacy side of course mike disagreed with me on that <laughs> when we discussed it uh but we will see we'll see how that goes and then episode 42 california's new privacy law obviously uh more about this law and 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 deeper information about that and where it's going and california kind of being the the um the only hope the u.s has to get kind of gdpr like laws because there's really no hope to get federal laws and i go into why that is and why it's important if california has a law and how that shapes the other states and stuff like that and then we are on to the last group of uh, the last topic group, which is the crypto wars. And this started in this also a US related. At first, it started uh, episode thirty, privacy. You gotta earn it. It's about the Earn It Act. Um, that is on the way of being passed in the US. So we're going to talk about that if it's when it's going to be passed. Uh, again, episode thirty-two, how to hack end-to-end encryption was basically about these. Um, uh, these phones uh, that uh, law enforcement in Europe had managed to hack these private uh, encrypted phones, uh, EncroChat uh, was the brand name, and um, how I just used that to explain why end-to-end encryption is not the be-all, end-all, and how you can... Um, use something that they later uh, you know later in episode 49 at crypto wars redux i talked about this uh, client side scanning it's called it's basically you can you can just get the data you know the device has to encrypt de- decrypt it to show it to you and at that point you can also if you have access get the data so that's the new approach that's the new crypto war approach it's uh, if they can't make encryption hard usable encryption for any, everybody Ill- illegal then they need a way to still get at the data and this is the, this is the new approach this is the new thing we need to be wary of and this is on also a topic that will probably stick with us uh, as long as the show is going because the crypto war has been going on since the cold war and I explained that in episode 49 which was the episode I did last week and that's it. That's all 49 episodes I've done so far. Now you have a handy list ordered by topics. There's uh, another hint, of course. Every show notes uh, page has tags at the top. And I kind of try to uh, categorize topics, companies, important people I talk about. And so if you're interested in topic, you can also go there and just pick out episodes you want. Yeah, let's have a bit of a um, evaluation of this. So obviously, this show became very much um, about coronavirus, and it also became because that's just a privacy issue. But also, it became very much a politics podcast, which I had said from the beginning it kind of is. But I think it's it's becoming more important because. I think in my dealing, especially with this uh, pandemic, uh, I've I, and I should have understood this from the very beginning because I studied politics and history. But I've I've come to the understanding that um, a pure privacy approach, where you're just caring about laws and apps and stuff like that, is not sufficient. If you actually care about privacy. 
you probably care. That's a civil right. And you care about other civil rights. So civil rights are important. And I think politics are important. Especially where they concern civil rights and privacy, but not only where they do. And so that's one of the things I want to do when I reconsider this podcast, you know, in, in the break here a little bit. Until next year, I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna refocus a little bit and make it. I don't I don't think I'm gonna change the show. I like the way the show works. I think what I want to change a bit, and I have to think about this a bit more, is the branding and the um, expectation people have. Um, as the favorite YouTuber of mine always says, it's all about expectation management, and you need to kind of. Uh, I want people who find the show and read about it on the website or in their podcatcher um, to understand what they're getting. And so I think I need to make that more clear so I don't always have to apologize when I do an episode that is not specifically about privacy. But I don't know. I, I'll be thinking about how I'll, how I'll present that and what's going to change. But the actual podcast is probably going to change very little. Uh you know, what you're listening to right now, probably not at all. Um, yeah, I think definitely uh, this coronavirus stuff is going to stick with us. Uh, the crypto wars are going to stick with us. And I really like these in-depth episodes and I reserve the right to do, you know, stuff about, like, like you know, like the socialism episode, which is just groundwork. You have to, as I explained in that episode, you know, we're talking about privacy, which means we're talking about surveillance capitalism, which necessitates we're talking about capitalism. And then if you talk about capitalism, especially in privacy-conscious circles, there's often people saying, well, we need socialism. And to have a discussion there, you need to understand what socialism is. So obviously I need to, you know, this is kind of the, it's organic. And this podcast is organic. That's what I like about it. Um, that's what I think keeps it fresh. Um, as some of you know, I have I did a podcast back in the day called Linux Outlaws. I talked about a lot about Linux, and we stopped that show at some point because, you know, at some point after 360 episodes, I think, and seven years, um, we stopped it because we the topic had just run its course for us. Like, not that Linux is not a topic anymore, but we felt like to a certain degree, it was boring to us. It was always the same stuff and it was very news-oriented, the show. And um, and I like that this this is more an organic field, you know, where I can pick up stuff that's becoming important and I want to be able to do that and be flexible um, because I think that's also a selling point of this format and of, of new media. So I like to say new media, new rules. Um, we can do that. I can do, I can pick what type of, whatever topic I want, and you cannot listen to it if you don't want to, right? That's always the, the beauty. You don't have to. You can skip an episode. If you don't want to hear my bullshit about socialism, don't listen to it. Um, you know, the length is flexible. That's the great thing about podcasts, but also this kind of organic... I, I see that this is becoming an important topic, so I'm going to devote time to it. It's also very, very, very important um, and, and, a, and a good thing. 
So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be flexible. Um, but you know, generally, if you like this show and if you think it provides value to you, then it's it's not gonna change that much. I'm gonna just probably rejigger the website a little bit. We'll see. I'll get back to you in January and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you all about it. So that is uh, my my year in review 2020. Obviously, um, not a year. I um I can say I massively enjoyed um I, not so much because of the virus epidemic to me it was more like the fear epidemic for me 2020 definitely is the year of fear um but you know not something I can change I can I can point out what I think is going to going wrong and then try to fight it and call you to all to fight it, and then that's that's about it. Uh, but on the upside, <laughs> as uh, Adam Curry said on No Agenda, this is a great time to be a podcaster. Yeah, it's it's a great time to be a podcaster. That's all I can say. Very very proud <laughs> yeah. of with your own network to distribute yourself without having to go through Podbean. Or any of these uh, operations going, oh, you know, we don't think your podcast is suitable anymore. <laughs> Which is what we're doing here uh, on my own outfit, out, out, outfit here, my own distribution. Uh, it's exactly what I'm doing here. And speaking of that, uh, I have some feedback, obviously, for this show uh, as well. Is uh, I picked out one email, which was... Relatively long enough, you know, it, I, I always reserve the right to shorten these. This is from Russell, uh, Russell, Russell, who's uh, written in before. Um, but I didn't really directly uh, went into what he, I think it was also a very long email. And I just read it. I didn't read it out on the show. But I will do now with some things he's reading. And, and he's later, he's, he's going on about like, uh, well, not going on about, but mentioning the platforming going on about sounds like I'm going on about I'm the one who goes on about things on this I'm the one who talks endlessly um, but you know it talks about the, the platforming and stuff so this kind of ties in with what Adam just said there John agreed with so uh, Russell says um, another topic I'm, I'm very interested uh, in uh, and I've, I've talked about several times um, Russell says uh I recently did some research on Bernays, and this is Edward Bernays. Uh, I'm just looking at where my book is because I'm currently, oh, sorry, microphone, uh, rereading uh, Bernays, uh, his, his, his seminal uh, book, uh, Propaganda. And um, looks like Russell's kind of on the same. Same. I think this is. I'm just reading this because it's perfect for the times. This, this is exactly what we need to know right now, because uh, he's written the playbook for exactly what is going on right now, and there's a lot of propaganda everywhere. Um, but as uh, Russell says, I recently did some research on Bernays. Here are a few media resources I came across that you might find useful. Bernays donated his papers to the Library of Congress long before he died, and as such, they are well catalogued and indexed. The finding aid is the culmination of that indexing. Is links, uh, which I put in the show notes. The father of spin, Edward Bernays, is an interview that C-SPAN did with Larry Tai. Tai was one of the first journalists to begin researching Bernays using the LOC connect collection. 
Bernays was still alive at the, at the time and Ty was able to interview him for the book he was writing. He has some unique insights into the personal life of Bernays if you're into that sort of thing. Um, I've also seen uh, Tonight Show uh, where Bernays was on. <laughs> I don't know, is it? I think Letterman's. I think it's Letterman. And Letterman's like, oh, yeah, Dr. Bernays. And what's your doctor in it? Bernays is like, basically says, uh, um, I like for people to call me doctor because then they trust in what I say. You know, and then he says he's not really a doctor. Well, he, he had two honorable, you know, honorable, um, honorable uh, doctor uh, titles from two universities, but he is never, never has a, had a, had a real doctor. <laughs> but it's a great interview. And he's like really old at the time. He's like 90 or something, but uh, still very funny. Um, Larry Ty is also interviewed by Adam Curtis in The Century of the Self. Where, so links to this also in the show notes, private citizen press, uh, where Curtis explores the development of the occupation of public relations and the consequences the profession has had on society at large, which are profound, I can tell you, especially as a journalist. I mean, these are kind of our enemies, kind of our enemies. They're the, they're the other side. They're the dark side. <laughs> also featured, well, some, some of them, are, some journalists are on the dark side as well. <laughs> um, also featured in the program are interviews with Bernays and his daughter, Anne. Curtis also documents Bernays' work with and for the United Fruit in Guatemala and the CIA in the 1950s, uh, which is, yeah, something. Uh, it says on the back of this uh, book as well, uh, Propaganda. Um, uh, here, uh, among his powerful clients were President Calvin Coolidge, Procter and Gamble, CBS, the American Tobacco Company, and General Electric. In addition, his propaganda campaign for the United Fruit Company in the early 1950s led directly to the CIA's overthrow of the elected government of Guatemala. So much to the, uh, you know, there's a difference between public relations and propaganda. <laughs> it's, it's the differences in the eye of the beholder and, and, and that's it um, a longer form and more linear interview with Bernays is included in the 13th part of the Bill Moyer series A Walk Through the 20th Century this episode of the series also investigates the pre-Bernays public relations industry and notable figures thereof Ivy Ledbetter Lee, John D. Rockefeller etc. As for the article, okay, so so he you know switched on to another topic, uh, referring to some uh, feedback we had uh, earlier. As for the article linked, I think this was last episode, uh, by our anonymous Canadian, the same writer. Um, so he he linked like a story in the uh, what what's this? The Ottawa Citizen. The same writer also did a story on the Canadian military running a psyop in which citizens were told via a forged letter that a pack of wolves was on the loose in Nova Scotia. A sound system was set up to play wolf sounds. Pretty scary stuff. And this article is great. You have to read. I mean, great as in horrifyingly great. And the military was, of course, oh, it's a, it was all a mistake. <laughs> it was all a mistake. We didn't, we didn't mean it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, of course, of course it was. Of course it was. And it's all about, you know, the Canada, the military gearing up for more propaganda because we need propaganda in these times to keep 
people safe or so, you know you basically have to lie to them to keep them safe for the from the virus or something it's a fascinating fascinating article uh, Russell also uh, gave me some suggestions on who, who to interview in some shows, which I think great. You know, I would say if you have ideas for for co-hosts or people I can interview, definitely interested. Um, and he also mentioned like the FBI uh, Department of Justice takedown of the American Herald Tribune, and it's a link in the show notes. Um, as well, and he says there have been others, other examples recently. The Bitchu takedown on third of November. I actually don't know what happened there. I'm not clued into that. Uh, the removal of the YouTube DL repo I mentioned the last time I wrote in, which I didn't uh, pick up. I did, however, uh, not not based on uh, what Russell did, but like uh, just because I had a, um, I I got a job to do so. I, I wrote uh, several articles in Heiser in German Heiser Heiser online about um, YouTube DL and what happened there. Uh, I mentioned these because they are outside of the perceived left-right divide, but there are plenty of others. Um, thankfully, the YouTube DL issue appears to have been resolved, at least for now, with the EFF's help. Yeah, and I wrote a lot about that and the GitHub uh, CEO, Ned Friedman, who is a well-known open-source guy, kind of. I actually said he was personally annoyed by this season desist letter. And uh, so I think that's also one of the big reasons why it got cleared up. Uh, but the lawyers from the EFF also helped. And, you know, it's a copyright issue. So let's not get into that. Um, it's not really um, that interesting here. But of course, it's it's part of, you know, censorship. And Russell's completely right on that. Uh, what about the IPFS, uh, the Interplanetary File System, as a takedown-resistant way of publishing static sites and other things? And uh, I haven't looked into that in detail. It might be a thing, uh, maybe OTG subject or something in the future. It's definitely something I could look into. Um, it's interesting. It's like a peer-to-peer -peer network to publish things. Um, I think definitely, like my personal, personal opinion is the first step um, is what John C. Dvorak said in that clip. And what I'm trying to practice more and more is, uh, you know, host stuff onto, under your own control. That's the first step, right? Put, put your content. Uh, so I'm doing a lot. I'm, I've, I've moved a lot to my blog. I'm doing like, even like, I, I, I tweaked my uh, blog theme this year so I can put like tweet length content more easier on there because, I mean, by all means, promote that on Twitter, but like be sure that you have a link to your own site so that people can find that and that, you know, you have a copy, you have your own copy of your content. That's the important stuff. Um, like they can't, yes, they can deplatform you of Twitter, but you know, or Facebook, or whatever. But if people know where they can find your stuff, if they want to, and for me, that's uh, fab.industries, of course. Uh, or private citizen press, but it's like all fab.industry is uh, fab.industries is where my blog is, and I link everything from there. I link the podcast from there, um, so that's kind of my center. So if I ever get you know kicked out off of Twitter or whatever, um, you can still go there. And if enough people know that, you know you, it's harder for them to deplatform you. So I think that's the first step. Uh, maybe I'm gonna do now that I say that I could probably do an episode about that in the future. You know, it's like self-hosting and the benefits of that and the pitfalls i mean it's also you have to sort out your own stuff um, but there are ways of doing that and some of them are easier than they were in the past 
right? I don't run WordPress or anything like that anymore. I just have this basically just text files. And if you know how to edit um, markdown files and use Git, um, you can host a website like that. It's maybe I should get into that at some point, but it's definitely interesting. And uh, thanks, thanks Russell for the input. Um, and that basically concludes the podcast for this year. If you also have input, uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about this year, um, how it turned out, what you'd expected, what I've delivered, what I haven't delivered, what you want to see more of. You know, you've got a month now, pretty much, uh, rest of December where I'm, I'm doing other stuff and, you know, my email is open. Please contact me. Links are in the show notes, privatecitizen.press, or you can go directly to fab.industries slash contact if you want and you can email me you can get me on discord on various discords um you can you can find me in irc um whistleblower contact form there are many ways there are anonymous ways of contacting me there are encrypted ways of contacting me let me know um because i want to improve this podcast and that's the way to do it and that's it I hope you enjoyed the uh, first 50 episodes and I wish we have a lot more next year. Um, I'll, I'll be back in, in, in January uh, with more. But before I run, I need to thank people. And um, why do I need to thank them? Because this podcast is obviously, uh, I mean, it's free. You can just get it, but it's produced under the value for value model. Uh, which means um, if you get some value out of this, uh, the only thing I ask is that you think about think about that and think, do you, do you get some value? How much is that? And that's a different number for everybody because everybody everybody makes different uh, amounts of money. You might not can not afford anything. You might you might you know have lot lot of excess income and then you could afford more. Whatever it is, think about it. And um, there are several ways of. Uh, of helping me out, uh, you could become a patron. This is kind of my favorite way because it's, um, you know, it's a link to Patreon in the in the show notes. Uh, it's it's my favorite way because it's kind of dependable. It's a subscription. It kind of um, keeps me, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a bit more of a steady thing for me. Uh, it helps if you want to just pitch in, send me a one time amount. You can do it do that via PayPal. It's also a link in the show notes, or you can just send it to producers at fab.industries. Producers at fab.industries. That is the PayPal address for that. And um, also, you know, since I'm streaming this live on Twitch, you could also just subscribe to Twitch. That helps if you on Twitch anyway. Uh, if you have an Amazon Prime uh, subscription, you automatically have a Twitch account. Uh, I just need to figure out how to log in there. And you have one free subscription. So every month you can subscribe to a channel and they get money and you don't have to pay anything. Uh, and you could do that. And uh, it will help. You know, every little bit helps. So uh, I'm thankful. I'm also thankful for everybody who writes in and everybody who, you know, who I don't read out on the show, who just sends me information or ideas you know maybe via social media I, I appreciate all of this and i appreciate if you tell other people about the show um which i don't i don't say often enough i think uh so it's why kind of making a point of it now um that that is helpful um i am also uh thankful to raul Kabazali who wrote the theme music that i use on this podcast um 
which is called Acoustic Roots. And I'm thankful to Bindmark at bindmark.co.uk, who are a UK hosting company who provide, uh, out of the niceness of their heart, they provide me with the service that I use to send you these audio files. And they work well, and I don't have to pay for them, which would eat up uh, the uh, meager amount of money I make of this every month, which which helps. Um, you know, especially this year, it's, it's 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 tight for freelancers. I mean, it's a it's a bad year for everybody, but you know. Uh, it's definitely hurting me as well. Um, so it helps. So I appreciate it. And I appreciate Bindmark for not, you know, for, 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 for helping me in that way. I don't have any sponsors advertising. Um, as I talk about, especially in the journalism show with Mike, uh, I talk about why I don't think that is, there's a good model. And so, um, they had provided me with these service a long time ago for uh, Linux Outlaws actually back in the day. And uh, I still can use them and I'm, I'm thankful for that. And so, you know, I don't really consider that sponsorship. I guess you could, um, but you know, it's kind of a dead grandfathered in it. It's kind of, it's just like a, without that, I probably, I really couldn't do the show. It wouldn't, wouldn't be worth it. So it's, it's, it's very important to me. And, uh, I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, also, I'm thankful for the people who uh, supported this uh, particular show uh, with monetary contributions via Patreon, via Twitch, or via PayPal. So I would like to thank Michael Mullen Jensen, Jonathan M. Hathi, Dave, Niall Donegan, Georges Walther, and uh, Georges, uh, your, your exclusive uh, shirt should be on the way. Patreon told me that they're producing it. So uh, you should be getting your shirt, uh, which is a le- little special thing if you do subscribe to a very high-paying tier. Um, after three months, you, you get an exclusive shirt, which I really like. I, I had one um, delivered to me uh, as a test sample, and I really love it. So I hope you do too, Georges. Uh, sh- should be there soon. Uh, maybe you'll get it until Christmas. That would be great. Um, also, uh, also thanks to Butterbeans, Steve Hose, Mark, Steve, who was in the, uh, in, in, in Twitch, uh, earlier, who was watching this show live, uh, Mark Holland, Shelby Kruver, Jackie Plage, Philip Klostermann, 1i11g, Kai Sears, Jaroslav Lichtblau, Fadi Mansur, IKN, Dirk Didi, Matt Jellyman, Joe Poser, David Potter, Mika, Dave Amrish, Martin, SJ, Ricky M., Drive Zero, Jonathan Edwards, Mr. Amish, Barry Williams, Avis, Neil, Captain Egghead, Indie Gamiacs, and Sisbar. Thanks to all of you. Um, again, I do appreciate this. And uh, with that, that's that's it for this year. That was um, that was the last show. Well, for this year, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be back. Um, so this is, uh, you know, one of the breaks I, I've also announced kind of in the beginning um, that, you know, especially over the holidays that I might take a break. But, you know, I did I did give you um, an episode a week and even a bit more um, to this point. And uh, I'll definitely be back. And I hope you'll be back too in January. And let's all... I hope you have a nice Christmas or, you know, whatever you celebrate and a nice uh, 
celebration uh, into the new year. And let's let's just all hope that 2021 will get better, um, which is a likelihood because I mean yes, it can always get worse, but you know, let's 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 hope it'll get better. So with that, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with me for 40, uh, for, 40 for 50 episodes even. Big 5-0. And for almost the whole year. And um, I'll see you next year. Until then, you remember, I will be here. I'm always here. I'm defending your right to have something to hide. And you should, once in a while, aim to misbehave. I'm sure I will be over the break. See you next year.